last time on Dice Funk. OMG, they're evacuating the building? Question mark? Aggro, aggro, aggro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have no context for these things, but one of those things sounds cool. I cast Lightning Bolt. Hey, hey, if you're going to make it canon that Frank pissed himself, at least give me a chance to roll to avoid that. Is it friendship? It's friendship. <laughs> so, before we go up there, before we do this, I want us to put together a bond of friendship that can never be broken. That's the card is special to me. Is it, is it a memento from mom or something? Is this what this is going to? He'll be sad and he'll still be okay because he's still some rich guy's kid. If we don't get this, we are fucked. You're here to take the last thing my mother ever gave me? What is What does she have against me? I never did anything to her. If you win, I will never play this game again. And if we win, well, we'll decide what we're claiming when we've won. So instead of casting shit on Victory, I'm going to try to cast some shit on Algernon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try Crown of Madness. So as Algernon's life total goes three, two, one, you concede? Yep, Frank concedes. Isn't our group's adventures basically just two foxes screaming into each other's mouths? That's about that's about the tone of our adventures, usually. That's, that's season 12. Season 12's the, the fox, fox screaming. screaming season. I feel like you're going to have to include a link to that video in the episode description so that people know what the fuck we're talking about. I'll, I'll probably tweet about it. Before we started recording, Austin told us to bring the energy of two foxes screaming into each other's mouths, so we started as we mean to go on. All right, let's get going. Ah! ah! I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get from at least three members of this party because of what one member of the party did last episode. It's a very controversial decision. The blogosphere is blowing Ooh, up. Oh, there were opinions on what I did last week. Also an excellent segue. I got a really good hot take, actually. Mm-hmm. This is this is tangent, but hot take. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda is the best Mass Effect after Mass Effect 2. Ooh, that is that is a hot take. Drop that on you. Carry on. Ooh. No discussion. Man, that'll get to the episode. I would touch it, but it's so hot. I'm worried about my fingies. You're gonna burn your hands. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay. So where we ended the last episode, uh, it looked like you guys had defeated Algernon Sharp in Hollow Deck, but just as his life points were about to run out, Frank conceded. Yeah, is this a thing, like, I should talk about why I did that, or do we just just go with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think we could do, let's, let's try to do as much showing without telling as we can in a non-visual art form. Okay. So, before <laughs> you, you see Algernon kind of drop to his knees, he's dropping cards everywhere, he's basically just kneeling in a pile of cards, he's mumbling under his breath, he's still got the crown of madness on him, he's saying stuff about his father, uh, a lot of it is... Uh, hard to understand it sounds angry um but he's prone before you mumbling incoherently and i think for the first time you guys recognize i mean he is a teenager he's 18 19 probably you guys are in your 20s frank is like 40 oh i thought he was a grown-up too 
I hadn't pictured him as young as 18 or 19, but like I was aware there was an age difference between him and Frank, for sure. We never established how old Ed is, so you, you don't know. Well, a tiny baby robot boy. Small. If if nothing if nothing else, Frank is gonna like gesture over to um to Lenora and just be like, get get rid of the crown. I I make the crown stop. Did we win the game? Okay, uh, you stop uh concentrating on Crown of Madness and it dissipates. He's still on the floor, kneeling in in his cards, uh, shaking visibly, uh, on the edge of tears. He hasn't looked up. My bad. Frank's Frank's gonna head over there and before he does anything else he's gonna start like collecting up Algernon's cards and just try and put them all into a a pile together to try and hand back to him and assuming he takes it he's just gonna sort of put a hand on on Algernon's back for a sec Uh, he flinches when you try to touch him and falls backwards onto his butt look look um, I don't know how much this is gonna mean right now but like if you look at those screens but you you won that duel. You don't have to worry about that right now. He doesn't take the cards from you. He just says, are you happy now? Nothing about what is going on right now makes me happy. This is not what I got into this game for. And you won. You have no need to give me that card. You always do this. You take everything and you just ruin it. You had everything. You had a family. You were famous. Everyone loved you. Honestly, believe me, I, I, I had those things. I don't now. I don't have the fame. I don't have the family anymore. I have nothing. But you just won. You no, can- I did not win. Look at those numbers. I did not win. You know you won. That letting me win isn't the same. You can beat me now. That's all I had, as I was better than you. I've never really known much about what's going on with you. All I... All I saw you as is the one person that was keeping me from getting back what I'd lost in life. Like, I I had everything, and it all went. And you seem to have so much glee in denying me getting my life back on track. You seem to find so much glee in... Denying me the ability to feel wanted, to feel valuable, but looking at you here today, I get it. Losing people really goddamn hurts. Trust me, I know what it's like not having that connection to your family. He takes his deck back and kind of stands up, but as in a way that gets him farther away from you because he just can't really make eye contact with you right now. As he starts walking away, the room uh, starts fading away because he is shutting the game down and you guys find yourself back in Algernon's room in the private room in the basement of Sharp Investments. I'm going to gently hang the bow back up where I found it. <laughs> Algernon walks over to his desk, puts his deck down, Opens one of the drawers, pulls out uh, a pill bottle, uh, says uh, daily Medusa supplements or something. It's the, you guys know, it's the drug that he has to take every day so that he doesn't turn everyone he looks at into stone. And he takes one and he sits down in his chair. 
I guess there are two things I've got to say. First of all, to you three, I know you probably... I don't know if you're going to stand by what I did there, but I'm sorry. I know you've got your own shit to deal with, and I know that this has made this harder for you, so... Sorry about that. It's cool, I guess. You know, being nice and stuff is good. Algernon, is is the deal. I made a lot of assumptions about you. I still think you're a grade-A prick sometimes. (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm not denying that I think you've been a right asshole to me, but I understand what losing family is like. I don't need your sympathy, Frank. If you're not going to take my card, what are you doing here? I'm not. This isn't sympathy. It's empathy. And don't worry. You won't have to worry about beating me again. And Frank's going to start walking off. If, if Frank's trying to walk out of the room, Ed's going to put a hand on Frank's shoulder to stop him from leaving for the time being. You mentioned Bo's name earlier on. How do you know about that? How do I know about Beatrice, the person who, whose name is on like half the clothing on this planet? How do you know Beatrice has anything to do with us? I mean, I don't go to the board meetings, but it's pretty common knowledge in certain circles that you guys... uh killed 50 guards in King Coliseum last week. But I guess Bo is getting revenge for the whole scale thing. What what scale thing? Uh, if anybody knows, you you guys did it. <laughs> oh, the internet thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I mean, that's what you guys did. That's. But what's the revenge for it? That's a strange question coming from the people who I thought knew. Oh, I totally know. Just remind me. All right, so that's going to be a deception roll. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just tell me more about how much I know. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you know. 26. All right, so that's not only good enough for this, it's also going to be good enough for the conversation going forward as long as Lenora keeps being deceptive. Algernon says, Bo used you guys to get back at Solomon for locking Skell in, the, in his house. Why do you lock him in there? I know, just keep reminding me of all the information. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did roll very well. Oh, because Skell wasn't interested in going back to work and being, you know, the guy. He just wanted to write poetry forever, which is not profitable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I totally know about that. And so Solomon locked him in his, well, didn't lock him. He just, you know, there's no internet connection down there. So he just didn't let him out. And then you guys did, and so Bo used you to get back at Solomon because Skell and Beatrice are friends. Were friends? I don't know. He's still on the internet, so I guess he still exists. It's not the same person. When you upload your consciousness, it's like a, it's it's a synthetic twin clone. It's not entirely clear. It's a it's a person, but it's not the same person. It's just. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I feel yeah. I feel yeah. Yeah, hmm, interesting. But how did you know it was us? Did did she tell you it was us specifically? Like I said, I, I don't go to the meetings. Beatrice didn't tell me anything in person, but my dad was yelling something about you guys killing 50 people when he was throwing stuff around. Oh, we didn't kill nobody. Um. Or we did, yes, we we're fearsome and mighty. <laughs> I want to honor your role, but also you just said something that blows your cover pretty wide open. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> What is going on here? What 
Why are you here? What do you want? Why are we having this conversation? Well, okay. Ignore anything that may have been said. Um, <laughs> we came here for the card and some information because we were told to get the card and some information. We didn't know, like, the circumstances. We were just told, hey, card, get it. I understand why Beatrice would want to give my dad a hard time, but... Why would she want to give you a hard time? That's what I'm confused about. What do you have to do with all of this, you know? <laughs> oh, I think I get it. What? Uh, Algernon's looking at his phone as he's talking, just because he's a, he's a millennial. He's always checking his phone. <laughs> um, and he, he's, he's looking at it, and he says, oh, I get it now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so this entire building is locked down. There are about 100 guards on the ground floor alone. Uh, Beatrice didn't send you guys here to steal a card. She sent you here to die. No. Mm. I'm best friends with her bear. She'd never do that. Oh, this. This is just great. This is, this is great. This is great. Uh... Hey, bud, you want to help us not die? Why would I do that? Because we're friends now. You did roll a 26. Uh, Algernon thinks to himself, and a lot of emotions crossed his face. He's embarrassed still. He's kind of humiliated about all the things he said under Crown of Madness. He doesn't like Frank because, you know, he's projecting family stuff onto him. Uh, He doesn't really know the rest of you. But then he gets a wide Grinch-ass smile because he gets a terrible, awful idea. Mm -hmm. And he says... I might be able to get the guards to stand down, and I could turn the elevator back on from here. I do have admin access, but... What do you... You're so close to the right question, Frank. What do you want? What do you want? There we go. What I want is for you guys to make my dad very angry. How do we do that? (laughs) That I can do, probably. Apparently pretty good at making people angry. (laughs) So if I turn the elevator back on, you guys can go up to the top floor, his penthouse, where he is right now, but also his personal computer. If you go on there, I think you guys will find a lot of really interesting information that might make a lot of this more clear. Okay. Quick question while we're at it. No chance that that computer has, I don't know, access to very specific server information we might be here for. If there's anything worth knowing in this building, it's on his computer. He's he's the boss. What do you want us to do with his computer? I think if you guys search around for what's going on, you'll come to some pretty... You'll come to the right conclusions. After you do that... I have someone I want you to meet, and I think everything will make a lot more sense. I'm scared. Oh, you you should be. Right now, what choices do we have? We are many floors down in a very secure building with one person we have access to who does not like one quarter of this group. This seems like about the best offer we're going to get right now. Yellow, right? YOLO indeed. Hopefully after all this is done, we'll have a better understanding of the situation and 
Well, either you'll figure it out or you'll die, so... Eh, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm down. Let's fuck shit up. Alright, so Algernon pushes a button on his phone and the elevator's back on. Uh, the mechanism's broken, but I think you guys could probably push it back into place with enough sh- enough strength. Someone broke the elevator. <laughs> Who could that have been, huh? It was definitely not Brody. Brody would never do that. I didn't break it. <laughs> See, told you. <laughs> yeah, why don't you guys make strength checks to pop the door back into place? We're not getting this. I'm the strongest person in the party. In the- Eleven. <laughs> oh, no. Nine. No. All right, so you guys try to push the door back into place, but it doesn't quite budge. Um, I think maybe intelligence checks to figure out what to do. Oh, this, this, this I can do. Constitution check to see if that will help. 19. Six. 12. All right, half passes. So Frank and Lenora, you guys are able to put your noodles together and you figure out um, that you can just turn off the sensor that checks if the doors are closed. Do some like cool like wiring shit. Sure. Fra- yeah. Frank just puts like a trading card in front of the are the doors closed sensor. <laughs> oh yeah, that's way better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I like this. So Lenora, you pop the the front off of the thing and you start moving wires around. And Frank, you just walk over and jam a common in the door <laughs> closed sensor. And you're like, good enough. <laughs> but yeah. So there's 109 floors, I guess, to go up because you're in the basement. So there's a long. It takes a couple minutes actually. So on the way there, do you guys just stand in silence or do you talk about stuff? So we're not we're not uh, Algernon stayed down in the basement, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't even offer to get up. He didn't get out of his chair. Yeah, he seems like pretty traumatized. Yeah. Oops, my bad. Sorry, I made that choice without really running it by you all. Like, you can save your apology until after we get out of here alive. Yeah, maybe this is better anyway. We can, like, we're not total heartless douchebags, and we get to learn some stuff, and apparently Bo wanted us dead, which is cool and fun, right? Great. Listen, I don't trust that snake-haired kid. Whoa. It's a literal description. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> no, I'm a joke. None of us really trust. None of us trusted Bo anyway. Like, I, I, I get your sentiment, Lenora, that, like, this all worked out. Kind of, maybe, but, like, I didn't know that when I I did what I did, so I'm aware I made a choice. It's fine, we'll talk about it later. Brody, are you still ready for the, uh, ready for all this? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should should I stop calling you Brody now, or what? I mean, you you can call me what you want, you know, it's just a name. You alright? Yeah, yeah, just thinking... What's stuff? We we got a second. What what's up? I don't get why someone would care about something from a dead parent. Like it's like they're dead. What's the card gonna do? It's a thing that's the closest I can compare to. Both my parents are still alive, so this is not a direct comparison. But growing up, I I had a, I had a stuffed bear growing up. I kept that thing pretty darn close. I used to put a lot into it. I used to think that it, you know, was something that was there if I needed support. And I know it's, it's, you know, just fabric and stuff. And it, you know, there's nothing actually supportive about it. But I'll still keep it because sometimes things 
things that meant something to you once, keeping something close to you just can help you feel safe sometimes. Yeah, I didn't really want a teddy bear when I was younger, but Nucky said I had to have one to help with the whole, like, little kid angle in a grift, and he used to hit me if it got too dirty. So, I guess I just don't get why a card from somebody who's dead means much. I don't know. I'm just... Elevators take a while. (laughs) (laughs) Frank's gonna try and put an arm on her and just go, you know, I'd... Don't totally get it either, but I hope you're all right. I'll hear if you ever need to talk about anything. Nah, that shit's all in the past. Ding! The elevator opens. (laughs) Uh, You guys have reached the top floor of Sharp Investments, and you see ahead of you, uh, there is very little space in front of the elevator before there is another security door, and it has a keypad on it, which requires a code. You notice there are no guards up here. But there isn't really much space for them anyway. He didn't give us that, did he? Probably not. He's a jerk. We didn't. We didn't ask for it. <laughs> Sli- why don't you slide into his DMs? Yeah, Kelly, text him. And be like, "Hey, bud. Hey, dude. Hey, hey, bro." Look, the most common codes are people's birthdays. So, what's the president's birthday? Let's try that code. Can we just text Algernon? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the idiot for suggesting that. I, Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a very valid option. I mean, that you don't even need to roll for that. If you guys want to like check the internet for birthdays, you can try some, and none of them work. Can I slide into his DMs? Uh, does does Frank does does Frank have a way of contacting Algernon? Sure. I mean, he, he, I'm sure he has a social media presence. Slide into those DMs. I'm, I yeah may, maybe he follows Frank on social media just to to mock him. So I'll, I'll DM I'll DM Algernon and be like, "Upstairs door code, got one of them." Uh, he responds in seconds. S three V three R one T Y. I was really hoping it would be Ekans. Can you re- can you repeat <laughs> that quickly? S three V three R one T Y. Is that severity? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It sure is. <laughs> Man, what's this lead speak garbage, yo? Put that in the thing. Frank Frank Frank's gonna boop it in the thing. <laughs> you say Frank's gonna boop it in the thing? <laughs> He's gonna boop it in the thing. <laughs> Alright, you beep boop and the door slides open with a pneumatic hiss, and you guys see on the other side of this door. Uh, there is an entire floor that is essentially one room. Um, the, all the walls have been knocked out on this entire floor of the skyscraper. It is all one room, bedroom, office. Every, there's like, it is palatial. Someone needs to tell rich people that open concept is boring and nobody likes it anymore. It's not just open concept. There's a koi pond. <laughs> oh, God. The lighting is such that it's like the room is red one second, and then a couple pass, and then it's blue, and then it's green. Uh, you guys see there's like a large... Fridge. <laughs> I was going to say redwood desk. <laughs> just like a really super expensive looking wood uh, with like hand carved. Um, it's enormous. Why don't you guys make investigation or perception? Passive perception's 19, but I'll roll to see... If 15. He can't anything better than that. Nope. So 19. All right. That's two passes. Unless anybody wants to roll and see it. Botch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> why did I roll? <laughs> no, I love this. So the group passes, 
but Lenora botches, which is fun. I get distracted by the giant fridge full of snacks. <laughs> Lenora, you find snacks. No. Um, so you guys are walking around this entire floor. And it is, like I said, palatial. And there's many different like part things that would be separate rooms, but they're not. So there's like the bathroom part, but it's just like a freestanding toilet because <laughs> only one person uses this. It's like wild. There's like, uh, you know, a, a, the actual sh- like a shower area, but it's just like a part of the floor where there's like floating a hard light glass. A drain. There's I'm trying to think what what is the most extravagant thing you could think of for a rich guy's room? Soda stream. Golden bread. So you guys are admiring all this this lavish stuff. And Lenora, you uh, see that there's some curtains, some like really uh, billowy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do I start like batting at them like a cat? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> uh, but it's made of like, what's the nicest material curtains can be made out of? Lauren, you know fashion stuff. I mean, like a really nice silk is always good. Maybe chiffon see maybe not chiffon. It's 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 velour. No, it's not Ooh, velour. Velour actually is a cheap fabric, but velvet, crushed velvet. All right, so Lenora, you find some crushed velvet curtains. You start batting at, um, and you bat them aside, and you see on the other side there is a man in a hospital bed. Oh no, I feel bad. Close them. Close them. <laughs> Before you do, you see this man. He is an old. Medusa man. He has like a receding snake hairline. So it's just oh. like around the sides and in the back. It's party in the back. No business in the front. He's ex- he's very scaly. I don't know if you guys were picturing Medusas as like just humans with snake hair or if they were all reptilian. I think it's they get more reptilian as they age. So this guy is like 100% scale. Um, he is wearing a, I want to say blindfold, but it's just bandages. He has bandages all across his face so he can't see. Um, and he's wearing like a silk robe. It's like it's not a hospital uh, gown. It's like ten thousand dollar like handmade in Japan robe. Does he have like a patient chart at the end of his bed, like in the hospital that I could maybe read and see if it's Richard Sharp? I mean, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't know if I had to be sure. Okay, I'm gonna close him. <laughs> uh, well, you bat them aside. You botched. So he says, "Who is that? Is that the maid? Give me a drink." I know it's uh, Brody Monk, private security. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> I was gonna pretend to be the maid. Oh wait, I'm also a uh, security maid. Uh, he grabs a, a it's like a huge full binder with a th- like ten thousand sheets of paper in it. It's just like the thickest possible binder of you know business stuff, and he chucks it at the source of that voice, and he says, "Do not speak unless spoken to, maid." Can I attempt to reduce the damage from it, catch it, and then hurl it back at him? No! Don't! Oh my god! <laughs> I can catch projectiles as a monk. I mean, you can. He's like tossing it through the gap. I don't know. You don't have to run over. If you want to do this, you could do this. I'm just saying, picturing this in our mind palace, Lenora went off separately. She put brushed aside the curtain, and then you hear someone talking, and you run over and just start shit. <laughs> You can. I just want to be like clear about what you're committing Please. to. Please. I'll wait. I'll wait. So the binder just clatters to the ground. It doesn't hit anybody because he can't see. So he just throws it in a direction. I guess I'll just get him a drink. All right. So there's um a bunch of fine like brandy bottles near his desk. He has like a full bar set up. Every bottle in this bar is worth like what you make in a year. I'm taking a couple of these bottles. I would. All of it into my uh, infinite pocket. Infinite pocket. 
Yeah, only stuff that can fit in the mouth of the pocket. So it had to be some pretty slender bottles. You can't fit some of some of these are those like really bottom heavy ones that you don't fit, but a crown royal, but actually like worth something and not just, you know, trashy crown royal, you know? The bottles are pretty. I mean, if I can't fit in some of it into bottles, I'll like pour it into a water bottle. Yeah, pour it into a water bottle and throw that into the infinite pocket then. <laughs> oh, I'm taking food out of his fridge too. That's an infinite pocket as well. Okay, Katarina, you're going to start robbing this place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, this dude's shit's mine. We shouldn't have given her the pocket. Lenora, in the meantime, you make Richard a drink and you bring it to him and he, he sips at it and he says, what's happening downstairs? Oh. Don't make was... me ask again. What's happening downstairs? There was like an intruder or something. They've got it. It's fine. The security is secure. Good. That's what I pay them for. Exactly. Now you should get private glory raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Brody Monk guy is pretty cool too. <laughs> I'm just like I'm saying it from the other side of the room as I'm like stealing his golden bread. I suppose Frank and Eddie are like the only two that are actually trying to do the job. I don't know computers. All right, this was this was bound to be the scenario. I got distracted by curtains. I'm a cat. What do you want from me? No, this is perfect. So Lenora and Katarina are engaging Richard, and there's going to be this ongoing conversation. I assume during this, uh, Renee, Eddie, and Frank Westerly will actually do the computer stuff you're here for. The computer is not hiding. It is out in a special like computer station. Yep. So Frank's Frank's looking straight for that computer. Yep. You you find it no problem. Uh, it requires a password. Uh, I'm going to text Algernon again. <laughs> Algernon doesn't know his dad's computer password. He says, figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Figure it out. Figure First it out. thing that Frank's going to try is Algernon. <laughs> Aw, that's much nicer than he probably is. Now, not only no, but there's like a custom message that says, fuck off, Algernon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hey, you, we need to upgrade your Norton antivirus. What's your computer password? Oh, my God. Uh, deception. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, I, uh, does it count that I'm trying to pass myself off as Brody Monk to get advantage? Because <laughs> I have a feat for that. Um, so, I mean, Brody Monk is not a name he knows. I do want to give this to you. I'm Brody Monk, his, his private security slash uh, Norton antivirus <laughs> updater. He doesn't remember me, but it's the role I'm trying to pass myself off as. Okay, so specifically, you're not a maid. He thinks a maid's here. So now you're letting him know that it's two people, a maid and a security person? Yes. All right, so he says, oh, are you with Heller? Yeah, 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 I'm with Heller. So yeah, I mean, you guys know Heller was just up here. Apparently, military is providing security for the building. They are in cahoots in some more specific way than just working for the same company. So he buys that. You can get advantage on deception. Uh, 16. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> See, I, see I, the other idea I had was the name of his wife, you know. Yeah, it was my idea, too. So he doesn't say, by the way, it's not my wife's name, but it, but it super isn't. Um, it's K-1-N-G-S-H-1-P. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Kingship. Oh. Oh, no. So wait, is, is this like a battleship reference or... Is this is this one of those things that those kids do in those forums? They is a kingship people. Is that <laughs> severity kingship? Mm. Is that a uh, case sensitive? <laughs> um, you can tell by the way he pronounces it which ones are capital. <laughs> Thanks. 
Uh, K. One. And G. Frank puts in the K-sensitively correct password. It unlocks. You have full access to his computer. Do you need anything else, sir? (laughs) Can I leave? (laughs) Lenora, much like myself, doesn't like cleaning or serving people. Yeah, makes sense. He says, just stand there and be quiet a second. I'll let you know. (sighs) Okay. Uh, The rest of you have access to Richard Sharp's computer, and I think we're now going to play uh, her story. Ah, is this the give give a keyword and see what pops up? <laughs> yeah, as opposed to I don't know how else we would unless we would just do a roll and then I give you information based on that. That seems like a weird way to search a computer when you can infinitely type stuff in. So why don't we do it that way? For anyone who doesn't know what her story is as a reference point, it's a video game where you're searching a com- uh, a police computer database and you do so by searching keywords and then things pop up. So that is what we're doing. <laughs> it's really not any more specific than a regular search engine, but <laughs> I just thought that would be a funny thing to say because I'm an idiot. I enjoyed the reference. All right, so hmm, things to search for. Can I suggest Nucky even though I'm not there? Yeah, I mean, you're there. You're stealing stuff, but you can walk over. I'm busy stealing the pills that he takes to make his poop look gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's search Nucky. All right, so you type in uh, Nucky and you guys find a memo from Solomon. Uh, to to the other board members, to everybody. Not a reply all. He's not an idiot. Um, but he sends it to the other board members. It's uh, the memo on an update on Project Eternity. He says, the behavioral scientists we have working on the project uh, aren't making much headway. Uh, they seem to be having difficulties with the ethics, and that's in scare quotes, scare quotes ethics of the project. Uh, we're exploring alternatives but I think I have somebody who might fit what we need. There's a drifter in South Valentine who has a network of child thieves, and perhaps he could help us get the result we're looking for. That's the memo. So the board members of Crown have Nucky. And this is to all board members? Yeah. Mm. Can I suggest Bo then as something else to type? Yeah, because that's one thing is... That suggests Bo knew where Nucky was. Yes, Bo lied to us. Bo, yeah, Bo straight up lied to us about not knowing who Nucky is or otherwise. So let's let's get some dirt on Bo next. It certainly does seem like that. You guys search for Bo and you find a memo um, from Bo to Skell, which talks about uh, Project Eternity. And she says, it, it worked great, Skell. I promise. I've never thought so fast. I've never been able to do so much. It's not scary at all. Mm. I'm not smart enough to know this, but I have a theory on what she's referring to. I, I have some guesses already. Alright. Um. So, mm, maybe search Eternity? Um. Yeah, you guys find a memo uh, from Solomon to everybody on Project Eternity, and it says, if I have to tell you idiots one more time, I'm going to start throwing people off of buildings. Don't discuss the details on here, idiots. <laughs> in person only. Search board members. You find it like an infinite amount of stuff. This doesn't help narrow it down. Well, in terms of like who the board members currently are. Oh, I can give you guys a list. Yeah. Okay, so the branches of Crown Corporation are media, led by Solomon Luna, research and development, led by Skell, hospitality, led by someone named Memphis Cordovero. What a name. Yeah. 
Uh, financial, led by Richard Sharp. Fashion, led by Beatrice Beauregard. Military, led by General Heller. And then some other ones, uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say them in a list. Agriculture, administrative, manufacturing, and construct construction. The leaders of those branches aren't going to be important. So you don't need to remember those names. I it's mm-hmm. I'm just telling you just from a conservation of detail purpose, mm. not you don't need to worry about them. Can I suggest our names? That's that's literally what I was about to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's I'll take right. it away and you can have it. No, it's all right. We'll both do it. I'll <laughs> suggest something stupid. Search poop pills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys look for your names and um, you find references to uh, Lenora, Katerina and Frank talking about Solomon basically angrily asking Beatrice, like, like, I get it. You're mad about the scale thing. You send some people to embarrass me, you know, take the belt from the thing I was running ads on. Like, I get it. I lost like 10 bucks. Not a big deal. But killing 50 police officers is pretty whack. Like, that seems like overboard. Like, this is just a fun game we play to maximize profits and like keep ourselves amused. Like, ease up, girl. That's what you find a specific reference to yourselves. Oh no, everyone thinks that's why she's trying to kill us. You uh you very, very specifically do not find any references to Renee Eddy. Ah. Nobody seems to know who you are. You, you also recall that when Graves didn't have any info on me specifically, yes. Correct. When he was pulling up all your debt information to basically uh black not blackmail, but imply that he had your number. He didn't really know anything about Renee. Is there anything on Cyber Slender Man? Uh, so, I mean, typing in Ash doesn't get anything. Typing in Cyber Slender Man obviously doesn't get anything. But if you type in, Ar- nah. if you type in Aaron Aeronautics, yep, uh, there's a lot of memos about about them being threatened by their newfound success, about them wanting access to the technology, about discussing can we get some teams together to go break into their stuff and steal their secrets. Um, I sorry, I thought you were going to say, can we get some tea? <laughs> no, they basically want to, you know, run game operations on a neighboring country. Not cool. Hmm. It's an escalation for sure. But it doesn't seem like they've they've committed to it yet, though. I have two. Can we search graves real quick to see if anything interesting pops up? In one of the memos where Solomon's yelling at Beatrice for the police massacre, Solomon implies that he's fed up with the guy he had there. Uh, he says, I might have to fi- find Graves a grave. Oh, shit. Mm. So let me take a picture of that with their phone. And uh, the other thing I want to search is uh, the forms. Uh, I mean, it's a super generic word. Form is, uh, you know, used 100,000 times as in reference to order forms. Uh, okay. Yeah, this it's not helpful. Uh, what if we search Algernon? Does it pop up another thing that says, fuck off, Algernon? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very funny. Now, I think you find like one or two references where Richard uh, is talking to other board members and says something like, I hate my son. Uh, I can't make that meeting. My idiot son has a birthday or something. Oh, so uh, let's search Heller because it referred to the fact that there's clearly something going on between financial and military. Military. That yeah. would then expose something about his dad. Yeah, so you guys look for uh, Heller. You got you, this time. You find a lot of private communications between Richard Sharp and General Heller specifically, uh, talking about Project Eternity and how it's being kept at General Heller's base. Huh. And yeah, you find also like General Heller says the grifter you found is working out pretty well. I think we're making progress. Do we have an address for where that is? Uh, yeah, you can find one. Yeah. 
It's it's one seven nine two redacted lane. Uh, <laughs> can I suggest we search Memphis something something something? Fancy boy, Memphis Cordovero. You find that is the leader of the hospitality branch. Hospitality just means like restaurants, hotels, uh, it's service industries. Um, you see, you, first thing you notice is he's left out a lot of the reply alls. Like it seems like the other members don't particularly care for him, and when they do, they kind of condescend to him. Um, you get the sense that he is kind of the the most junior uh, member, like the the one who has the least experience and has been there the least t- amount of time. There's also a lot of like jokes about him being a mole. He's a mole man. Yeah, he's a mole folk. And the rest of them basically make fun of him for that. Can we befriend him instead? Can he be our new like sponsor? <laughs> I was going to say, can I get Memphis's number? Yeah, you guys find uh, Memphis's stuff. There's someone like someone sends him something. And you can copy the address. In fact, you find out um, Memphis Cordovero, his headquarters is in the Oak and Holly nightclub. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, hospitality is restaurants hotels nightclubs oh heck also if you guys are going to work with Bo, you're going to need a sponsor or you'll be dead by morning exactly one thing i want to do is i want to get frank to message algernon algernon again and go like project eternity we're coming across some stuff on that like is is, is there anything specific that that like you can point us towards algernon responds all i know is it killed skell and it's the reason that my dad isn't going to turn the company over. Ah. Is he turning it over to, to Hella? IDK. IBFF jail. Can we search? This is just a term, but I'm just searching on a hunch. Immortality? Yeah, you guys actually do find a memo specifically about uh, the scale situation when Skell first uploaded himself. And it turned out he wanted to do poetry instead of being uh, a board member at a super mega corporation. <laughs> and you see people arguing. And uh, Solomon says in the thread, like, he's not immortal. Scale is dead. When Scale uploaded himself, he died. This is something that has Scale's memories and all the information that was in his head. But it's it's a new thing. Just like the Warforged are their own thing. Hmm. You can't be immortal. It's not possible. When Scale uploaded himself, he died. His soul left. It's gone. This new thing is like Scale's twin or his clone. Whatever helps you think about it. But... It's that's not how it works. Everyone needs to get that out of their head. We're none, none of us are going to be immortal. Let's all live with that or not live. <laughs> the the gut feeling I've got right now is that um, Sharp is selling the it's, you know, getting rid of the company to Hella. So I, I want to start searching words like exchange or deal sale merger, try try emerge us trying to find something that might be like something big in terms of a like the big deal going on um so the i mean those are very general terms so they return a lot a lot a lot of results but also i want to be clear you get the sense that that's not happening Mm. sharp is not turning the company over to another branch or anything the only other thing i'm trying to think of is anything that might allude to sharp trying to go through with project project eternity so that he can maintain control of financial permanently correct the thing you just said is definitely a sense you get yeah that project eternity is related but the mechanics aren't clear and they're deliberately so that's the mystery that we're doing this season <laughs> can i offer a suggestion mm-hmm. what if we winter soldiered this and we just release all these documents to the public 
Because as we know in 2018, when the public knows that people in power are bad, they immediately <laughs> hold them to account. Oh yeah, things happen. I mean, to be fair, in the current world, we don't have like the conspiracy of immortality supercomputer thing, so. Also, it's worth noting that the branch Solomon Luna is in charge of is literally media. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, he controls the message. Um, he controls what people know. I'm not sure if there's much internal stuff. Search Holodeck and see if there's anything particular that comes up about Holodeck as a thing. Or Knox. Um, so you guys search Holodeck and you find a receipt. What is a good name for Algernon's mom? Algermom. <laughs> Algermom. <laughs> I hate. I hate so much right now. <laughs> You find a receipt from the company that makes Holodeck, which isn't based in Valentine. It's a foreign uh, company um, in keeping with our uh, it is Yu-Gi-Oh thing and they're Japanese. <laughs> um, you find a receipt from that company uh, made out to a Evelyn Sharp. Um, it's for an astronomical amount of money for a custom card. Well, that's it. Hmm. When was when was that? Re- what is the receipt dated at relative today? Relative to today. How long ago did you meet Algernon, Frank? Like, I was thinking like four years or so. That would make sense other than I find it weird that like his rivalry was with like a 14 year old seems weird. Uh, like a 16 year old because he, he's like a shitty teen. He's a very shitty teen. Okay, so yeah, let's say like three years ago or something. So it'd be like three years and six months ago is the receipt. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Lenora's not there, so she like wouldn't be able to suggest this, but Lauren thinks it might not be a bad idea to look up Knox. Yep. You guys find a memo about Equinox, and it's the peop- it's the the board members talking about potential uses for it, asking like, do you think it could be used as uh, like as people in combat? Could it be sold as like male enhancement? <laughs> could, could it be sold as like a party drug or what? And it ultimately they decide it's uh, not worth it because of uh, the, the extreme uh, drawback that it's, it's it'd, be, it'd be problematic to market. That doesn't sound realistic. Yeah, people will put up with a lot of downsides to have a drug. <laughs> they talk about marketing Equinox. They think it's a pain in the butt, but they don't shelve it. They just say like, well, let's, you know, let's let it find its way to the street. Oh, I was making like an Oxycontin joke. <laughs> you mean like meth and Adderall? <laughs> They're definitely making money from it. They're just not selling it in stores. They're just giving it to people who sell it mm-hmm. on the street and then the, the money gets back to them. It's just like low key. That's all. I, I can't think of anything else to, to ask on here. Probably because I've just like, there's a thing we should be asking and I can't think what it is. So while you guys are uh, racking your brain and typing stuff in, there's a knock at the door. There's a knock at my door. Frank's going to cast invisibility. <laughs> I'm going to flip my mask in many faces and make myself look like a maid. I'm going to get behind the door and hold my gun out to shoot someone in the head behind the door <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> do you just open the door, Lenora? If everyone's hidden. Ed is hidden by slash behind the desk where the computer is. Do I look maidy yet? I made myself maidy. Yeah, you look fine. Okay, I open the door. Uh, you open the door and there's another maid. Oh, hello. Is it time for a shift change? Um, it's it's a mole in a maid outfit. Uh, they have like a, they're like cart with like cleaning supplies and stuff on it. And uh, they say like, hey, what are you doing here? This is, <laughs> this is my floor. Oh, I 
I guess I got confused today, but trust me, you're probably glad I was here. I made him a drink. He's really grumpy. Uh, deception? 13. The mole tries to push the cart past you. Not aggressively, just but like, I gotta go to work. You're you're next to the door, Katarina, with a gun I'm out. i pop out, gun behind my back, and be like, oh, it is Bowie Book, private security. We actually have this cover right now. You just take the day off. Go home. <laughs> I'm gonna start pushing the cart back to, like through the door, like I'm helpful, but get out of here. Oh, God. The mole looks from Katarina to Lenora, Lenora to Katarina, um, and you're trying to push the cart back out past the mole. Mm-hmm. Stop that. You stop that. <laughs> uh, the mole grabs you by the front of your shirt, Katarina. I'm going to have to shoot this mole in the head. All right. God damn it. Uh, strength contest. Eight. Twelve. <laughs> uh, the mole spins you around, Katarina, puts you in a headlock, and its body flickers because it is a projection. <gasps> Fake mole. A long, thin, pithing needle presses its way out of the mole's paw. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> and into your neck, Katarina, as it now has you in a headlock hostage. Lovely. It is Ash. Ah, see, here was me assuming it was something, someone else with a deathly pithing needle. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> I want to activate a barbarian rage. And then I want to blow up this grenade right between us. <gasps> can we not no you'll kill the old dying man he's a dick but he's in a hospital bed I was planning to kill him anyway I <laughs> <laughs> just like this whole like everyone everyone Every is ex- everyone is expendable there's so much going on right now okay so Ash disguised as a mole maid l- got access really easily to this I thought you were gonna like be like who is it <laughs> Puts, puts Katarina headlock, puts uh, the pithing needle to her throat, and you're going to try to reach down, pull the grenade out, pull the pin, and then put it behind your back before he notices and shish kebabs you. I mean, I will have my barbarian rage up, I'll have you know, and I survived an attack from victory, so I feel confident. I don't... Oh, no, Katarina's dead. Yeah, so there's, a, there's something in role-playing games called the Chunky Salsa Rule. Which is, if you do something that would reduce you to chunky salsa, regardless of what the numbers say, you're dead. <laughs> so even if out of out in the rules, we can say grenades do X damage, and if your life points are higher than X, you survive. The fiction does not bend so easily. If you set off a grenade that's pressed against your back, you will die. All right, well, I'll still activate my barbarian rage mm-hmm. and try to break out of the hold. All right, that sounds like it's going to be another strength contest. Okay. Oh, no. Four. Jesus. <laughs> 20. Uh, so you try to wriggle away. You suddenly, like, your eyes burn with uh, barbarian fire. And Ash just starts stabbing you in the neck repeatedly. Ow, 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 ow. This, this is with the, like, the spine-severing needle. So what? here's what happens. Ash has... Katarina headlock, Lenora, you're standing by. Uh, Frank is invisible somewhere else, and Renee is behind a desk. And he just gives you some warning stabs. So stab, stab, stab. Uh, that is 28 damage. He does not kill you. He could, but basically wants to make it as bloody as possible. He's you're bleeding from the neck all down your front. And Ash says, B T five one seven. Show yourself or your friend dies 
Can I attempt to pull... <laughs> You stop that. <laughs> hey, uh, can I attempt to try to get into my pocket for something? You can, but uh, it's gonna you'll you're going to sustain stabs every time you say or do anything. He's going to stab you. Ed is going to Ed, Ed will stand up from behind the desk, but have the uh, have his handgun sort of drawn in, in hand, but not pointed at uh, Ash and Katarina at the moment. Meanwhile, Richard in his hospital bed says, maid, who is that? It's another maid. I'm training her. <laughs> Ash looks at you, Lenora, and then back, just back over to Ed. Just like it does. She doesn't nod or anything, but you get the sense that he was pleased with that. If you because if you were going to try to escalate, it was going to be resulting more stabs. So good job. Um, am I right in my memory of pithing needles and my understanding of them that they're like while they can be used to do some fairly lethal damage, they're quite small, thin needles, ultimately. Yes, the idea is that if you want to euthanize an animal, you just stick it through the back of the head, through the brainstem, they die instantly. He's using it to make uh, Katarina bleed a lot to be theatrical, to get Ed to surrender. I guess my hypothetical question out of character here is, if you were to, like, punch one from the side onwards, could you break it? If you had, like, super strength, like, Superman or Batman would be e- easily be able to. So, okay, okay, force is mass times acceleration. So what you're saying is, is if I was going super fast, I would have super amounts of force. Are you familiar with, like, a metal barbecue skewer? If Could you punch it so hard that it breaks? Like, I'm not... Uh, I, I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is... I'm invisible, Expedious retreat to go very fast, very fast go at that needle from the side. You can't do that, though. Uh, Expedition retreat and invisibility are both concentration spells, so it's either one or the other, it's not both. I always do this, I always don't realize that I'm doing two concentration things at once. I mean, I like where your head's at, this is definitely a weapon that can be broken, it would just be something a, a little bit more advanced than... Gotta go fast. So, Ed, you, you're approaching with your gun out, but not pointed? Yes, and uh, as he approaches, Ed is going to try and he's going to try and message uh, Ash directly. Okay, nice. So you guys can keep your conversation away from Richard, who is about to flip his shit. Yeah. Should I go make him another drink? Sure, that would probably help. I will go make him another drink, but with extra drink in it, extra alcohol. Spit in it. I'm not gonna spit in it. He can taste it. I bet. <laughs> Drop the knocks in the drink. Let him fight with us. Do I? I don't think I have any. Yeah, you had you had one that you never used during the wrestling arc. Oh yeah, I forgot I got another yeah. one. Yeah, you had the option and you never did. Also, I don't, but I don't want to make him super strong, so I'm just I'm not gonna. You could make you super strong. True. We'll see what happens. I like the Chekhov's gun of like, you could probably break the needle, but you have to be super strong. And then like 20 seconds later, you're like, that would make you super strong. <laughs> but I don't want to escalate. What if he has a backup needle? I don't know. I'm just going to make this old man a drink so he yells at me less. All right. You make an old man a drink. Meanwhile, hostage situation. What is this corruption you've been talking about? And why is it important for you to take me alive? I don't claim to understand it, but I cannot let it continue. Why didn't you kill me when they sent you the order to? I tried to free you from this life we were made for. 
if I had known you would end up back in it, I would have finished the job. I was cruel to let you continue to live like this. What do you mean we were made for? I wasn't made to be part of this thing. We were all made for this game. Synthetics, organics, humans, warforged. We are all made to play these cruel roles. All life forms are forced to survive under capitalism. <laughs> so going forward, we're going to have a fun thing where Laura just yells out the subtext, which is I'm really excited for because then nobody ever has to be confused about me being a pretentious asshole who talks around shit. That's fun. Let's, let's chase that. We're blowing your spot up a lot this season. I'm having a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm also trying to think of interesting questions to ask that aren't... Gonna... I mean, I'm thinking about popping the knocks and kicking his face in. Uh, Ed then asks, Where do you plan on taking me? Back to Aaron, where they can remove you from that body. Would anybody be upset if I popped the knocks and kicked his face in? I, I'm very into that idea. <laughs> Um, what Ed is going to do is he's going to use um, so a sorcery point to try and cast Phantasmal Force on Ash, which subtle spells allows him to cast a spell without any somatic or verbal components. And Ash needs to make an imp save against 15. Hopefully this works. Seven. Ha-ha! <laughs> All right, so, so here's what, so what happens is... From everyone else's, well, for everyone else's perspective, Ed disappears and is back underneath the desk next to Frank. From Ash's perspective, he is seeing a phantasmal image of Ed, still where he is, and it's an illusion that he believes is, a, is Ed still standing there. Ed, speaking out loud in this illusion form, says to Ash, All right. I'll go with you for now, but release the hostage first. Persuasion? Uh, persuasion. At least I have a decent stat in that. 18. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ash uh, begins uh, circling around you. So if the phantasmal image of Eddie is in the middle of the room, he's kind of uh, rotating around the circumference of the circle around you, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, he still has Katarina in a kind of chokehold with the, the blade to her neck, but he's making his way over to Richard Sharp in the hospital bed. And when he gets over there, uh, he releases uh, Katarina, but then grabs up Richard Sharp. Come on! And goes to drag him out of bed. Oh, sweet. Problem solved. All right, I move away and throw the grenade at both of them. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, wow. I, won't, I won't do that. Everyone seems to get upset when I throw grenades. So you know what? It's going to just be a fucking Christmas <laughs> ornament from now on. Do you throw the grenade? No, I'll throw the grenade. <laughs> yep. Okay. I had a really cool idea. What is it? Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. Throw the grenade. I mean, you're allowed to throw, throw the grenade, the Chris. Grenade. Throw the grenade. We don't want to yuck your yum. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Um, he has the electromagnet to stop bullets, which could presumably stop the grenade. So he's letting Katarina go because that is your um mm -hmm. condition for going with him. Mm -hmm. Um, but. He picks up Richard Sharp and starts, you know, puts him in a headlock, starts dragging him out of bed. And Richard starts yelling, says, Maid, what are you doing? 
Maid, I order you put me down. Maid, I swear to God, I'll take off this blindfold and I'll, t I'll send your family your stoned body. And Ash is dragging him out of bed. Do you guys do anything? All right. I'm going to pop the Nox. Okay. All right. And then how close am I? I'm going to go misty step over to him. Mm-hmm. And then I want to kick his fucking needle. If you, are you trying to make a strength check to break his needle? Yes. All right. But I get advantage, right? You sure do. Oh, I still have a negative one. I'm going to give him a dexterity check to try to pull his arm out of the way before you kick it. All right. Eight. Eighteen. And I'm going to say, put my boss down. All right. So, Lenora, you pop in the drug. You get an advantage on everything as you become one with your, you know, the universe. You take Nox. And as you said, it's like as soon as it goes down your throat, you become like the perfect version of yourself. You, you're, you're a galaxy brain meme. Um, you get power beyond power and you run over and you kick him in the hand and it slams against um, like one of the columns in this room, like a large marble column that used to be part of a wall that got before it got knocked out and this room got converted um, and it snaps his needle on it and he stumbles back. He still has uh, Richard Sharp in a headlock um, with his needle broken and he f stumbles backwards, pulling Richard with him and Ash turns around and punches the window of the skyscraper. Can, can I roll another strength to get his to get Richard out of him, out of his grip? Yeah, it sounds like you want to make a strength contest? Yep. Eight. Oh my god. <laughs> How? What the fuck? What the fuck? I have a botch and a three. You rolled a three, he rolled an eight. So he pulls Richard out of your gri grip and punches the window again. You guys are on the 108th story of this building. And it, this second time, his fist goes through. Frank is going to try and cast Suggestion. Uh, so because it's concentration, he loses invisibility. But Wisdom save versus 15. Oops, 20. Um, so you guys tried something again. You try to cast Suggestion on him to get to suggest a course of action. It does not work. And this time he kicks the window and it shatters three hits at this point uh the il the illusion of ed is going to hold up a hand is going to drop his handgun mm -hmm. and walk towards ash with a with a hand up and and will just say you came here for me you're taking no one else but me out this window ash says i came for you but i serve aaron this will be profitable. Uh, and he pushes Richard Sharp out the window. Uh, can anyone fly? <laughs> I mm, To a certain extent, but I can't make him fly. And then I just fall and hurt myself. I have one more spell slot. Can I use you step to try and get to the window and catch him before he goes too far? You've seen movies. You know how to describe stuff. Hit me with it. Okay. So I see him let go. His fingers release. I can do another misty step to get to the window. I reach my arm out. What do I roll to catch this motherfucker? I mean, if you teleport, you can teleport next to him. You don't. You just. You can grab. You're. You're a competent human with functioning arms. Okay, and I'm really strong right now. I grab him. I stop him from falling. As soon as like Ed is able to see that uh, Lenora is able to get a hold of Sharp, the 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 illusion, the the phantom of Ed, bolts to basically run towards the window and jumps straight out of it. Sketch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, what? The illusory duplicate jumps out of the 108th story of the skyscraper and Ash panics and jumps after you. Famous for voicing Lenora Desmond on season four of Dice Funk, also Lavinia on season two, and Dora on season three. They were all a real stretch for me. <laughs> very well. Well, I would say they're all very small, but they're not. One is big. Oh, that one actually is a stretch. How is it? Living all my tall dreams. <laughs> nice. I'm here to talk about credits, including the music credits, which I'm going to do now. Do it. <laughs> we use New Jack Mantle, an arrangement of the mantle from Nights into Dreams. Music of Funk, an arrangement of Stage 1 Gotham City from Batman for the NES, and Linear Groove, an arrangement of A-Type and B-Type from Tetris. Those, that's all the music, because the wrestling arc is over now. Aren't you happy? Yeah, I like all that music. It's very good. I do too, but I imagine it's hard for you to like edit. My life is editing hell. You want to do other credits? Okay, yeah. Executive producers for February 2018. I'm going to start. Uh, Ex Dolores. Kerstin Haslinger. Joseph Tombrello. Jade. Arna Helgadotir. <laughs> Helga daughter? Helga daughter? Yeah, like John's son is John's son, Helga's daughter. Oh. It's, it's a true. Norse thing. Okay, your turn. Brent. The Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshiro Kuru. Andrew Grossin. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Sauvier. Morgan Rapp. Jay Logan. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz, or Stoltzy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Majin. Kritarion. Krita- Ren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tem. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Indie Monster. Winewick Ford. Josie Gazay. Razumi Yuzura. Albert West. Jason. Ken Fursell. Eleanor Nonantesis Periton. Scott Cummings. Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Juman Jack. Mel Teach. Arjun DeKonig. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. Noah Sudret. Zephosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Thorstein Gross. Devin Smith. Caster UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Please give Johnny a hug. <laughs> we always do. Junk 2.0. The Hat Cells. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shyness. Dennis Pancake Detlefsen. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bengson. Josh Mosier. And Diego Vandane. 
Allison Ansel, Sydney Marsing, Just a Jester, Savarden Akrasimova, Brady Horner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Marissa Donaldson, M. Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Matthew Weber, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Anna Stillfire, Sean the host of Funk Dunk Place, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlow, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, and August Rue. We did it. We did all the names. Thank you for 2018. Wow. Happy wow. February. <laughs> uh, what else do we have to talk about in this part? Sketch is bandcamp.com slash sketch, something like that. Laura is Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Yep. Kotaku.co.uk. Chris, he does stuff. Weekly, Weekly Monger Recap. recap. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his new fucking catchphrase. This is Chris. He does stuff. <laughs> um, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean. Is there anywhere where we are You have a Patreon. I do. Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's where I live now. And then if you want to harass me, I'm just very delicious on Twitter. No one knows how to spell that. R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Wow, I learned a lot. Um, that's the whole thing, right? Uh, special thanks to all the cats. Mm-hmm. Mine and Laura's and any other cats about. Anna, Smudge. Zelda. What's the hedgehog? Oh, um. Scotch. Well, that's her nickname. She really is the Duchess Karina of Butterscotch. A not so special thanks, because she is very rude. Special thanks. I I take a lot of inspiration from her rude dude. Okay, yeah, that helps you with your role playing. Also, thanks to Echo, who is a dog who is in my house as we record this. He's very good at fetch.